F-R-I-C-A, Angola, Soweto, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Zambia, Mozambique, and Botswana. So let us speak about the motherland of renegade culture. Hey yo, shout out to the band called Stat. Stat, first hip-hop band, you know what I'm saying? And I love the Roots, because the Roots is the shit, and they the greatest motherfucking band ever, you know what I'm saying? But definitely Stat Sasonic is one of the dopest bands. We the band called Stat, and we on... Fire! Yo, wasn't was you supposed to be in a video or something? Big up to my yeah. man, Daddy-O. Shout out to Daddy-O, who's living here in Atlanta. All the right. brother called me one time. He said, yo, Kalanji, <laughs> bring your crew out to this video shoot. I want you to be in the video. Huh? I said, word? He said, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Daddy-O from the band Corset. Because when you talk about Daddy-O, Daddy-O produced Blondie and a number of other different people. He wasn't Mary J. Just, Blige, yeah. Biggie. Mary no J. Doubt, Blige, yeah. Biggie the whole night. No he just wasn't with Stetson Sonic, so right. he invited me out, and I was like, shit, that's dope. So I said, what's, what's the particulars? He said, okay, we're gonna be meeting at the uh, such and such cemetery in Atlanta at four o'clock in the morning. I said, four <laughs> o'clock in the morning? I said, Daddy-O, is you high? <laughs> he, said, he said, nah, we're gonna be shooting the video at four o'clock in the morning. I said, okay, I'm gonna talk to the crew and see what they talking about. So I text Balagoon and the crew, shout out to FTP Movement, FTP. all the CI fools, and they laughed like a motherfucker. They wasn't even goddamn. So what I year said, was this? This was this had to be about three years ago. Oh, right wow. before, about before we started working together, maybe three or okay. four years okay. ago. Okay, okay, okay. Still putting so, out music, huh? I was gonna say, like, I wouldn't have shown up to that anyway. No matter man, what. I could have hey, been at four o'clock hey, listen, in the afternoon Daniel's in the still mall. Daniel's dope music. Daniel's hey. doper now than he was. Listen, really? but but, really? but with really? all due respect, with all due respect, and I like Daddy O and shit. You know what I'm saying? With all due respect, when the video did come out, I was kind of feeling the way I'm like, man, should I, man, should I have been on? I could have been yeah. on this classic video, whatever, so on and so forth. But <laughs> I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't because of the fact that the end of the video it said, all lives matter. Oh. oh so I'd have, have been mad at them more for you put me in the video and say, all lives matter. Daddy Freud. Because for me, there's some bullshit. Daddy, Daddy Freud. Freud. Speaking of which, What's your name, son? My name is Kalani Jamachenka, a.k.a. The Riot Starter, and I host several shows on Black Power Media, including we'll do all that Renegade Culture, The Remix, and also Riot <laughs> Starter <laughs> TV. And I'm here live with my man, my main man. Come on, okay, frankly, let me just interrupt this dude. He's going to talk forever <laughs> and shit like that. Chief we need Long to get this way. show morning, you know what I'm saying? Let's keep it going. Who we got behind us? We got? I go we, by the name of the Air Doctor. Yes. And transmitting live, I am Minister Server, along with... Jai high in the building. Jai high. Yeah. Now, ladies and so gentlemen, high. we are praying, we are hoping that this particular take has been recorded. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no telling. Make sure you know. We don't know. Shout out to Playback Sound Studios where we are right now. Clearly, you can tell they got this big ass band on the side uh, of us. You know what I'm saying? see if that gets in there. It, I mean, every time. It's like, how we be closer and closer and closer. Don't we get too close, B. Yo, <laughs> so our special show tonight, our guest is Dr. Jared Ball. Dr. Jared Ball. Dr. Jared Ball is going to be on tonight, man. Dr. Jared Ball has been on more times than anybody else ever. Listen. He holds the record. He might as well just be a co-host by now. Dr. J. Ball has been on damn near as many many times as Minister Servant Air Doctor. I think so. <laughs> I think he contributes more than they do, so you know he should. Oh, 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 oh. And our musical guest is Server. Yo, we got Jaws of Life coming through. The living legend. Shout All out right. to Jaws of Life. Yes, yes, yes. And as we do every week, yo, we got hit off with some new Patreons. Okay. Who are the folks that gave us some resources this Who love week? Us. All right, let's do it like this, Server. We got Zachary Ferguson. We got a. Uh, Asada Madison. 
Keep going. Zachary Ferguson. Asada Madison. And we got Pushing for Change. Ursula. We got Darren Utley. We got Jabari Jabari. We got Daniel Mays. We got Devin B. We got Miriam Sadi. We got Eugenia. We got Sai Ali. We got Volti. And we got Brian Sunstein. Oh, thank okay. you, Pam. Yeah. Now, big up to all the Patreons. To all the Patreons yes, yes, yes. out there, I know for a fact that at least seven of y'all got your name fucked up for these cats announced. <laughs> Not at all. We did However, it perfect. It is the love. Thank you. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, Thank you so much. much. Yo, in tonight's show, we're going to be talking about Malcolm. You know, this is this show airs is like two days away from Malcolm's birthday. His birthday just passed. Uh, so we're going to talk about... 96th birthday. 96th birthday. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about Malcolm, his influence, our uh, political hip-hop in the 90s and what brought Malcolm back up to be uh, the person he is to all of us today. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the trends today and all the politics that are going down. When we get back here with Renegade Coach. Sad the Renegade Coaches in the building. Yo, we yeah. back, we back, we yeah. back. Hey, yeah, I just need to let y'all know one motherfucking thing. <laughs> All right. This is my house. Okay. When I say who house, y'all know what time it is. Whose house? Renegade Coaches. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. We together. Look at this cat right here, ready to hate on us. I don't know what the fuck is happening <laughs> right now. We got our petty brother on the joint today. Petty. Petty yeah. Betty on the house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Jared Ball. How you doing, Dr. Jared? I'm as good as could be expected and better to be on Renegade Culture. What's up, good people? No yeah, doubt. Good. Hey, yo, Jay, man, listen, man. Um, can I call you Jay, sir? I mean, are you Dr. Jared Ball to the <laughs> masses? I, 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 like I say, I only want people to remember the doctor because I'm still paying for it. Okay, so, well, they, so, they, they ain't got shit to do with me. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, so Jay is good. That's it. I ain't take none of your classes. But listen, <laughs> <laughs> on the real, man, it's always. And it shows. <laughs> <laughs> Blow, blow, blow. That was a good one. That was a good one. That's anyway, called a left jab. That was definitely a left jab. <laughs> Shout out to our man Jerry Ball. Always good to have you uh, on the show, even though it feels like we all live together and shit, because we got the <laughs> motherfucking remix. <laughs> when we're not on each other's shows, Jerry's like, yo, y'all want to get on, on this show? On this show, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like every day we see you. But anyway, um, yeah. definitely good to have you on. Uh, shout out to I Mix What I Like, you know what I'm saying? One of our favorite shows. No One of our favorites of all time. And we've been fans, I can speak for myself, I've been a fan of I Mix What I Like for at least two days. Two days. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. nah. I was about to say, Since name I, an episode. Name an episode. <laughs> <laughs> was it so-and-so go, go, Going all the way back on the real, though. We always respect, yeah. always respect I Mix What I Like. Anyway, man, glad to have you on, man. We're here to talk about El Haj Malik Shabazz tonight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No doubt. So, you know what I'm saying? We, we talk about El Haj Malik Shabazz. On the show, we know that, you know what I'm saying? We know that a lot of folks associate you with uh, Al B. Shore, and they associate <laughs> with, <man, laughs> with El DeBarge. So we got El Shabazz, El DeBarge, and Al B. Shore. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, what's happening, man? Let's, let's talk about some. So, uh, so, so Malcolm X, okay. No doubt. <laughs> so, you know, part of what we wanted to talk about is we all, because of our ages, right? Um, uh, I mean, we probably discovered Malcolm in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, and some of it might have been during that era when Malcolm got repopularized, right? Uh, and some, of, some people, obviously a lot of folks discovered Malcolm during that time period because of the, the, the mass entertainment. Some of us might have stuck in there a little bit beforehand, but that mass entertainment really sort of brought it to a new light. 
So, I mean, the first thing I wanted to sort of get from you was like, you know, how did you first discover like Malcolm and started reading Malcolm? Well, the, the, the very first introduction was actually seeing uh, the autobiography and maybe one or another book of speeches on my mother's bookshelf as a child. But I just didn't know, you know, I mean, it was just another book. Uh, uh, it didn't, it didn't, you know, but it, it wasn't until I was in the military and I heard that Spike Lee's movie was coming out that it kicked in. And it said, and I, and I thought, I remember thinking vividly at the time, I remember the book. I obviously have heard about Malcolm. I understand he's important. He's a good guy, you know, but I, I cannot let Spike's movie be, like, I can't have that be my real introduction. So I quickly, you know, got a copy of the autobiography, started devouring it. And then like we've talked about elsewhere, got all the, 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 the I think it's the George Brightman books, yeah. the Pathfinder books and all that that was popular at the time. And and it, and it was just off and running, and then and at least that part was right because by the time I actually saw Spike's movie, I was like, oh Lord, have mercy, you know. So, <laughs> so so what what did what did Malcolm mean to you? Because of the fact that I think that um, that's a question that we should pose to all of us. But like for you, the the impact of Malcolm, we're talking about this being his 96th born date. You know what I mean? Um, a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. um, him being a man that that. Pretty much, as we talked about on on uh, on the Remix Morning Show, shout out to the Remix Morning Show crew. Um, one of the things we talked about was the fact that, for all practical purposes, Malcolm was Malcolm for about 12 years of his life, as far as the Malcolm that we know. As Detroit Red, he was more Detroit Red for the majority of his life. So what did Malcolm mean to you, and what was the, the impact of, of a Malcolm X or El Hajj Shabazz? Well, I mean, I think in this regard, I think my story sounds a lot like a lot of our stories. Unfortunately, in regard to I was looking for uh, a replacement for my father. I was looking for some sort of manhood, you know, up until that point, James Evans. I always talk about like that was my, my pop cultural <laughs> guiding light for black manhood and fatherhood. So, you know, uh, um, so, so understanding again how important Malcolm was just in terms of the ether of just growing up and just you know being a lot you know around, uh, um, seeing just what we've all seen, seeing the transformation that he goes through, the evolving politics, going from somebody who on some level or another represented a lot of us, whether we went in all the way into to you know what was you know the the, the, the so-called criminal activity or whatever or not, we we could all at least recognize sort of that I wasn't always radical. I was just a regular kid. I was a mm -hmm. regular you know, young man. And then all of a sudden, if he can evolve into this, you know, I, I mean, it was just that simple. And then, I, I mean, I admit a lot of little things too. Like when I, re I remember reading that he was a member of the Blue Vein Society. And I, and I remember looking at my arm and seeing, I could see the blue vein in my arm and feel like, well, sh you know, shooter, you know, I mean, if Malcolm, you know, could be in that and I could, you know, then, you know, in other words, it gave me a lot of confidence in terms of just dealing with all the other things about complexion or identity, manhood. If like, again, if Malcolm can go through these, these evolutions uh, uh, and be down and be part of the struggle, then certainly so can I, mm -hmm. uh, at least, at least have that, to, you know, to aspire to. And, um, but then lastly, just, he spoke to this sort of, I don't know what, you know, that, that, that anger that I still think is underappreciated that I still have. Like I hear it in his voice. I read it in his, in his speeches, you know, I don't like what's going on and I want, and I, and I want to, you know, politically smack something in the mouth if we need to move forward. That's how I felt and that's how I feel. 
And, and Malcolm spoke to all of that and then gave all the details, the analysis, the intellectualism, the humor. I mean, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, he had everything. So, yeah. I mean, at, that was at, it. At the risk of sounding sacrilegious, I would say that um, if there were to be, to be another holy book in the next 2,000 years, then Malcolm would be a prophet uh, to many of us, mm. you know what I mean? To, to Africans uh, in America and abroad. I think that his works and, and his, uh, his miracles, for lack of better words, you know what I mean, has been so tremendous and such a, a, a devastatingly effective uh, impact on, on, on us. Because I think when we talk about, especially brothers uh, like us from our era, when we talk about Malcolm, when we talk about El Haj, Malik Shabazz, Omar Wali, we talk about this, this, this young man because of the fact that, keeping in mind, he was 39 years old when he was assassinated. When we talk about this individual, we talk about him in a prophetic type of uh, 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 speech or mm -hmm. talk. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I'm, I'm really, it's amazing because like, when I, when I talk to you and, and Kamau and just different brothers and sisters throughout you know, our movement, it's like uh, it's a it's a spiritual thing. You know what I'm saying? Don't fuck with Malcolm. I, I, when I see people online talking crazy about Malcolm, talking crazy about Malcolm is like talking shit about my mother. Yeah, you know now, what I mean. Malcolm is like the patron saint, I think, for a lot of folks. Without a doubt, for like black nationalism, or and I, again, it's one of those things where Malcolm is represented. I don't care if he was civil rights or human rights, particularly post his assassination and the flowering of the autobiography and the speeches where it became, no matter what you said, you couldn't say something bad about Malcolm. I remember reading um, uh, The Crisis of the Negro Intellectual, Howard, uh, Howard Cruz's book. He disses every fucking body. Everybody gets slammed by Howard Cruz, particularly if you have West Indian origins, right? right. Everybody gets slammed. Malcolm was the only person that he wrote, he wrote a little pithy couple of paragraphs about him. And that was, you know, when the, 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 um, that book was one of those books that you had to read if you was going to be a serious radical or revolutionary, even during our times, it's probably like 15 years old. But, you know, he couldn't say nothing bad about Malcolm. And I was going to say, too, when I got politicized during that same time period, um, it was the speeches and the autobiography I would, you know, I, it was like taken away. I was, I had the buttons on, on my backpack. I had a button on my belt. I had the t-shirt on. I did anybody to say anything to me. The first time I went to a strip club was, I was like, I know how I want to weave this in with my Malcolm, right? I was 20 years old. About that part, I was like okay. 19, 20 years old. My boys was going like, let's go to a strip club. I went to a strip club. I forgot I had a Malcolm button on. I almost didn't go in. I was like, wait a minute. I got a Malcolm. I can't have going right. to the strip club. The, yeah, I was like, I can't go in. I had to take the button off. I had to find a good place to put it. I think I went back to a car, put it under a seat. I was like, you can't, Malcolm can't see me going here or whatever like that. But it was like that kind of thing. I stopped cursing for a while. You know, I did like a lot of us too. Like I checked out the Nation of Islam. Yeah. I went to the Nation of yeah. Islam's temple in Harlem. Um, I think in my uh, master number 25, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Number seven. Number, number seven. seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. Number seven. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, even then I knew I was somewhat of an atheist, but I still wanted to check it out. And the thing that stopped me from, from joining, even at that point, was like when I walked in, they were still talking <clears throat> shit about Malcolm 
even at that time. And that was, at that time, that was like, you know, 20 years post his assassination or whatever. So all that, you know, during that time period, you see the movie, X-Clan, all the hip hop artists, like doing Malcolm videos and centering Malcolm on it. All that stuff just made that sort of reemergence of Malcolm for all of us at that time period. Yeah. And it made us all want to celebrate and be, be like Malcolm in our tone, our talk, and our politics. I, I want to say that in like 04, I believe, uh, I wrote Malcolm Shabazz, uh, Rising Power. Malcolm Shabazz was, uh, for those who don't know, Malcolm's grandson. grandson. And he was the only male heir. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wrote him, he was locked up. And I know that he was locked up with Chancellor Williams' grandson, because we was writing all different political prisoners, so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah, that's crazy. And I remember I first, there, there was a situation where there was uh, uh, a little bit of beef that it stirred between the two because they didn't know who each other were and they was across the cell from each other. But I remember writing him and I remember we were in, I got the letter, uh, a response back from him. And we were, uh, I remember we was at, uh, Chairman Fred Jr., myself, and uh, we was at Kamel Bell and um, Russell Schultz's uh, crib. They had a brownstone in Brooklyn. And the folks who don't know, Kamel Bell is the son of Herman Bell, who yes. was a political prisoner and ex-Black Panther Party member in BLA. And Russell Schultz uh, III is the son of Russell Schultz, who's also a former political, I mean, who's also a, a political, political prisoner. prisoner. Yeah. So we, were, we was chilling at, at their crib and I pulled a letter out and I was showing, uh, uh, Fred and I told him, you know, we was, I told Malcolm we was there together, so on and so forth. So I believe that that was his introduction to our movement because of the fact that at the time, I know that he was trying to be a five percenter of blood and mm -hmm. so many other things or whatever. And what I'm saying could be documented. So I know some of y'all are like, oh, how can you say that? It's, it's actual facts. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he was a young man who was uh, assassinated himself at age 27. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I'm saying all that to say that as a reminder, when you jump into this movement, your offspring are also enemies to the state because the state doesn't forgive anything and anyone. It's sort of like the, uh, you know, with, 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 the, with the Jews from the Holocaust and, and the Nazi experience, it's like they don't care if you're 182 years old and you forgot your fucking name. If they find out that you were a soldier uh, working on behalf of, of the Nazis, they will drag your ass up out the house and they will take you back to wherever the fuck you need to because of the fact that you are considered a war criminal. Now with us, as far as Africans in America at home or abroad, we are forgiving people. Now I know a lot of people say, well, you know, uh, Zimmerman's still walking around and, and I don't understand how y'all let Zimmerman rock, walk around. You got motherfuckers in your neighborhood that walk around and committed certain atrocities. So until we can have accountability on behalf of each other, then we, can, then we can say, okay, boom, we're trying to be like Malcolm because of the fact that Malcolm was about accountability. He went from Detroit Red and then he evolved to El Hazmi Shabazz. You listen to Renegade yeah. Culture. And when we come back, we're going, we're going to go a little bit deeper into the 90s and hip hop, because I think a lot of us also got politicized during that time, not just off of Malcolm, but off the KRS-1s, the public enemies, and other folks who started Poor showing teachers, up. Poor righteous teachers, righteous teachers, yeah. Lock him, Shabazz. So we're going to do all that when we get back on Renegade Culture. Oh, folks, oh. you heard. The N, the E, the G, the A, the D, the E is renegade. Ding dong! Renegade culture! Yeah!
I need, a, I need a petty shirt like Jared Ball. <laughs> we all do. We all do. We all need a petty Vet shirt. Vet Cat right there, he petty. We, I mean, Petty Pendergrass. Petty Pendergrass. <laughs> petty Griffin. He got the red, white, and blue on even and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, he fucking up the red, white, petty, blue. You know what I'm That's my nigga. I understand. Petty Bright. <laughs> Petty Albright. Petty, Bright. Petty Albright. All good, man. All right, Josh, let's get back into it. Yes. We were talking about all things Malcolm, particularly Malcolm, about us getting politicized yes. back yeah. in the 80s and 90s around Malcolm and then the resurgence that happened during that time period. Now, y'all, you know. We, we should open up to our, our producers as well. We should let them day. join in on this because they were, they're old enough to remember, except for Ja. Ja was wearing his titty shirts at his baby, <laughs> I think. Ja was in his strip club. He's, he's, like, he's like this. He's, he's like, <laughs> we'll always love uh, Big Ja. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so sorry about that, Ja. So, yo, so like 80s, 90s, hip hop, who'd y'all listen to? Who are the political rappers y'all listen to that really sort of opened up your minds to some politics? Start well, you with know, you, bro. Well, obviously, you know, the first one that, that when, uh, when uh, Boogie Down Productions dropped their video and it had yeah. the big picture, it was black and white, had the pictures of Malcolm up there. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first time a lot of us even saw those pictures of Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes when we look at the, the political side, Public Enemy, Boogie Down Productions, just the imagery. Yeah. Malcolm, as you said, was already like our, our patron saint anyway in that. So it had a huge influence. And that was before the industry kind of came in and took over. So it was really politicized during that time where you almost had to kind of be like a son or daughter of Malcolm mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On the rail. Yeah. yeah. Who's your influence? I would have to say uh, Poor Righteous Teachers, Karis, One, uh, all the five percenters, they all had the uh, medallions and X's and stuff. But then at the same time, it had to be the Malcolm X movie too, because a lot of people was talking about it, going to it, and then you went to go see it and you was like, oh shit. That's what gave you a little thing. And it's just like Jared said, before he went to see uh, the movie, he read the book. I seen the movie and then read the book. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's what it was. John High, my man Momello. Get on the mic because you know you eat jello. Were you alive, sir? <laughs> were you alive? Of course. But of course, man. Man, if I had to say Jay-Z, man, has been my political reference with the 444 album. I know I'm a little late to the game, but that was an album. The 444 album? Yeah, let me explain. Yeah, yeah. The 444 album was the first album that he had that I felt like was relative towards me at the age that I was. True, true. Growing up and trying to become a man, what I consider lavish lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? My goals and ambitions. So shout out to Jay Z and 444. Bye. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I know that was coming. Who's your favorite? Shit. Fuck me up. I know he said Malcolm on Jay Z. Shout out to my man, Jai High. Hey, definitely high. But anyway, Malcolm. I mean, as far as like. The music. Who's the music for you? That was political. Yeah, I mean, we come from the same era. So, you know, again, we talk about public enemy with do the right thing with. You know, I mean, that fight the power shit. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. fucking thing. Mm-hmm. To me, two of the greatest, my three favorite hip hop uh, videos would be uh, Fight the Power. Mm-hmm. The second one would be uh, uh, Self Destruction. Yeah. And the third one would be the Rap Seattle. Fuck what you heard. Yeah, you know right. Classic. <laughs> Nobody else wants Somebody said, said classic? Yeah. Okay, Spirit yeah, of Malcolm. Right. Classic. Brother Jared, classic. Who, who's, your, who's your main hip hop influences? I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, Public Enemy, uh, Poor Righteous Teachers, uh, uh, X Clan. I mean, got to shout out X Clan for mm-hmm. sure. Um, uh, the BDP, uh, you know, with with not only what Minister Server was talking about, but when when when, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's a separate album where KRS did the the, the replica of the Malcolm at right. the window. Oh yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pioneer means yeah. So so that for sure. 
uh, and a little bit later into the 90s, shout out to Paris on the West Coast. Paris, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. The Black Panther yeah, hip hop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then also, like, you know, the early native tongues, the original Jungle Brothers. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, there's that, I forgot, I can never remember what video, what track it was, but there's that De La track where they literally take off the gold ropes and put on the, the African medallions on somebody mm, in the mm, in the video. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so all of that, you know, all, you know, Lady, the original Lady Queen first. Latifah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, that really, that, 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 I mean, that video, Ladies First, as a video, people should go back and watch that and then look at where she is today and they'll mm -hmm. see, you know. Mm -hmm. I have to say, shout out to Jahai, ja and, and, and I respect that whatever can get you where you gotta get well, is good, but, but, but Jay-Z's 444 is the antithesis <laughs> of Malcolm X. Hey, my man. Whatever we gotta do to get there. Yeah, right, but, as long as he got there. But, but listen, wait, wait, before, he, 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 wait, 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 today, before you say that though, you, his head just sunk down in his chest. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let you know that. Yeah. What happened? His head just sunk down in his chest after you no, said that. Like, don't do that. Dur, dur. I, I want, I want, I want to give, I, I want to say something real quick, man. You know, our own minister servant. When you talk about Karis One, he's on uh, Karis One's album. He's to roll with. Yes, he is. What, what album what? was that? What album? Keep right. Five songs. Don't front. No, I didn't no. know that. I didn't Keep, know that. Sorry. Five songs on Keep Right, Karis One's album. Wow. Minister Server, our own minister servers on his album. Um, he was the minister of the Temple of Hip Hop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with Kara's one. And I also want to shout out my man, when you talk about Poor Righteous Teachers, uh, our man Wise Intelligent, who's been on the show. Yeah. But my man Balogundo Jatade and myself, we actually, actually produced one of the videos for uh, Wise Intelligent and uh, uh, Diaspora Black out of DC. Mm -hmm. So we have some hip hop history around here. A lot of folks, and I'm saying that about Minister Server because of the fact that oftentimes, you know, we, we go into our clown and he's humble enough mm -hmm. to join us on Renegade Culture, but he definitely was the minister of hip hop for the temple. I mean, excuse me, the minister for the temple hip hop. He's an ordained minister. And, um, you know, one of his joints, Food for, uh, Food for the Spirit, Food for the Spirit is a classic here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to shout out. So, so, so shout out to him for that. I, I, my apologies for not knowing more about that. And I would love to hear more about that. Has that story yeah, yeah. been told? Have you all done that, laid that story out somewhere that I haven't seen? We, we haven't. In fact, Server stopped me and KRS One from getting into a motherfucking. Uh, oh, 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 Jerry, that's a classic story. We got to tell that on air. Possible altercation. Sure. Uh -oh. <laughs> I believe that. Look, I've met KRS in person. KRS is is a brilliant brother, but but I can see how that could go. I can see yeah, how that yeah, could go. Yeah. I had to tell yeah. him to his face like fuck his philosophies, but that's another story. And I'm a fan of KRS One on on a hip hop tip, and I told him that as well. But I told him with that philosophy shit can't fuck with you, you know what I mean? But anyway, I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say quickly, like when I was in my 20s in the projects, um, X-Clan, I remember the other stuff too, Definitely. but I remember X-Clan for some reason, I, I, they had the thing, that the album, and you could write a letter to be part of X-Clan to join Black, Black Watch, Black yeah, Watch. to join yeah. their movement. In Brooklyn. Up there so Brooklyn. I, jo I wrote, I didn't join, I don't know if they even wrote back, but again, I was so earnest, I wrote me a little letter to them, I tried to get to get to be a joint, and I later on joined another organization called Black Near Force, and we had this whole meeting. And they came to I the meeting. Black Near Force. Yeah, with Avaz yes. when yes, he was political. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Brian, blackout, blackout, shout out to Mary. So we had a meeting, and and you know I was doing security, I was doing my posting, 
But it was like they came in the room and it was like, for me, it was like some sort of, it was almost like some star shit. It was like, yo, it's X-Clan and they had on the hats and all that kind of shit. So they sat in the audience and some dude was sitting behind one of them and he said, sister, sister, can you move your hat? And she turned around and she said, brother, it's a crown. And it was like, oh, there might be some beef up in here. Right, yeah. but, speak, but speaking of X-Clan, we cannot forget Sonny Carson, that's who's right. the father right. of uh, Lumumba Carson, Lumumba. That's who right. was Professor X. Professor, Professor X. X. And that's speaking right. of that as well, before we begin this recording, Word. I'm going to the bathroom and my man Minister Service is like, yo, Paradise want to speak to you. You know what I mean? So <laughs> shout out to Paradise from X-Clan, you shout know what I mean, for supporting for the sure. whole movement as well. Yeah. So anyway, hip hop history is in the building. That's what we do around this motherfucker. Renegade culture, don't get it twisted. Yeah, because you know today it was actually the groundbreaking for the Universal Hip Hop Museum up in the Bronx. Yep. So my man Paradise Gray, LL Cool J, Nas, Fat Joe, Grandmaster Flash. It was a who's who Slick up Rick. in the Bronx. Slick Rick up there looking like Slick Rick. Mm -hmm. It was a who's who up there. That's why I, uh, Paradise was hollering at me, you know, about the things that's going on up there. So there's a lot yeah. that's going on. You know, no, Jared, I want to holler at you though. I know you've been involved on, on a political side. I know you're involved in the the 2004. Uh, National Hip Hop Political Convention. So I guess when we come back, we can talk a little bit more about just the political side of where hip hop kind of, you know, we kind of imploded. Yeah. You know, when uh, when uh, <laughs> when uh, Rosa and Cynthia ran and we fronted, we kind of imploded. So how do we get kind of back, you know, or where can we go next with that? All right, no we come back on Renegade Culture. Oh, oh, oh. Do around this piece. <laughs> Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. You see, straight up racist. The sucker was simple and plain mother. Oh, fuck him in your way. Word up. Yeah. Black and I'm proud. And hype is an amp. Most of my heroes on the pier no stamps. No right, doubt. Right, Including Malcolm. You know what I'm saying? Malcolm, no, Malcolm was on the stamp, stamp, man. They put Malcolm on the Later stamp. On. The family put him on they the stamp. They some low down money. Oh, was the family that did? Yeah, it was the family. Okay, yeah, calm not the, the family, uh, but still. I'm not going to say Although we don't family. think that was a good political move on I don't their think part. I'm saying like that. But yo, as we were getting back into hip hop, shit is off the rails here. Y'all don't need to know. As we were getting back into sort of hip hop in the 90s and our influences and Malcolm kind of like reaching that new generation. There also was a time period where it seemed like the industry, which profited off of that shit too, but also saw it as maybe a danger and sort of did a counterpoint to it. So Jack, can you talk a little bit about when hip hop politically started reaching this demise? Well, I think actually there's a, a, a nice parallel to what we were talking about with Malcolm, where you know there's this classic uh, a panel that had that, that I still have the tape of somewhere with, with John Henry Clark, Amiri Baraka, and Daruba Bin Wahad, where they point out where they were criticizing the film before uh, it even came out because they had seen the script, and they were pointing out the fact that uh, 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 the film that that Warner Brothers was seeking and actually come out and said that they wanted to rebrand Malcolm X to be a, a, a logo akin or an, a marketing a product akin to the uh, Batman and the Simpsons. Whoa. Wait, Jared, so Jared. Why... did you say, because cause cause what you just said was so, before you even go there, you just said Dr. John Henry Clark, Amiri Baraka, and Daruba. Now, I knew wow. all of these people. And for you to say that, I, I'm not familiar with this with this video. This is something that we had to bring back up. Please bring, rewind. It's that. it's it. Now I have the audio cassette, and it, and I didn't even mention it. Also, there was the late great Alambe Brath. Ah. So, 
and they were they had gotten a, a version of the screenplay for the film before the film. So this was maybe late '91, I think, maybe mm -hmm. some before the film came out. And they were talking about how they had tried to intervene with Spike to say, "Look, there's certain things we see in the script that need to be adjusted. You can't this. <laughs> you got to fix this." And and one of the points that they raised, I believe it was Brath that pointed it out. He 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 pulled out an article and was talking about how Warner Brothers had gotten involved, like their goal was to, to, to make their money, was to turn Malcolm X into a brand akin to The Simpsons and Batman who were also their product. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, so that's why, uh, <coughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that was, anyway, that's what they were attempting to do and that's why the film ends up doing what it does. But I think that the, the parallel here is the same with hip hop where you know, for those of us who remember, hip hop had to fight for its, you know, justify its presence, its place. It had to, you know, struggle for its, you know, legitimacy. Uh, and one of the things that 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 ended up happening was uh, the the system itself said, "Look, okay, fine. If y'all want to do this rap thing and this hip hop thing, we will get involved. We'll co-opt it. We'll push it in certain directions. We'll suppress certain politics and promote others." Uh, so by the time we get to uh, where I, I think we want to get to, you know, talk about with these hip hop political conventions and whatnot. The, the politics had been, uh, um, my, from my humble vantage point, co-opted much like our broader politics, mm -hmm. where there was a potential for a threatening independent black electoral political party akin to what Malcolm and others had been advocating, had turned into uh, a hip hop block in support of whatever Democratic Party candidate was, was being promoted to us. And that's what I saw happening in 04. And that for me was, was uh, a wrap for, for hip hop and politics as a movement that, that this whole thing that I had always been critical of, of hip hop as a nation mm -hmm. uh, and hip hop as some sort of an independent entity away from black people that had created it was a mistake. Uh, and it was co-opted, uh, you know, um, in many ways that I and others who were, you know, were paying attention could have uh, and did easily predict, so. You know, I, I, it, yeah. what you just said is, is such a, um, for those of you who are familiar, for those folks who are familiar with the, the brothers that you're speaking on, you know what I mean? First of all, it, it's, a, it's a dynamic combination and when, when you are criticized by those particular individuals, you know what I mean? You fucking up. I'm just say that, you know what I'm saying? One or two of them is one thing. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about Dr. John Henry Clark, Alambe Braff, who for, for all practical purposes, when you talk about the whole Black is Beautiful movement and you talk about our culture from that particular angle, that's like the forerunner, the godfather when you talk about the 60s. And then you talk about Amiri and our comrade Daruba, which who will be on uh, on on uh, Black Power Media on Sunday for the Black Liberation Army joint. Um, when I first met Minister Server, I remember being on a panel with Professor Griff, Bilal Sunni Ali. Shout out to Bilal Sunni Ali, uh, who was a Black Panther veteran mm -hmm. and also uh, who was one of the members of the Midnight Band with Gil Scott Heron. No doubt. Gil Scott Heron just won the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame piece, or just was inducted. Inducted. Yeah. Um, but I remember one of, the, one of the criticisms I had with our brother Minister Server right here was around the question of whether hip hop was a culture itself. You know what I mean? And I, I was so hardcore on, look, fuck anything outside of African liberation. And at that particular time, due to the, uh, the industry version of hip hop, because now we understand that hip hop is bigger than the quote unquote industry. You understand what I'm saying? Um, 
you know, I, I was mad defensive and, and Griff as well. So we kind of like bumped heads with Server in the first joint. I'm like, I don't know who they the fuck this is. They tried to ambush me. They tried to ambush me, yo. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck well, this dude Griff, think he is. Griff, Griff and Kalanji. Now, I already knew Griff, but I didn't know who Kalanji was, right? Yeah. But they was on some team up like, fuck all that hip hop. We blackly, 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 black shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yo. Hip hop is the blackest thing going. We 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 African. We're not just black. We African. You know what I'm saying? So fuck what the industry's doing. We got to make sure that we reclaim the culture and add it on, regardless of what the industry does. Mm -hmm. Now Kalanji and Griff was, uh, of course, end up coming around to the wisdom of Minister Server <laughs> later on. You know what I'm saying? Understanding the, the whole connection of it. But in all seriousness, you know, during those times, it's like we have to make sure that regardless of what's going on with the corporation, that we keep the culture intact. That's always my but thing. But it's like, hard to do. I mean, I think the, the struggle becomes that the corporations are so dominant. Sure it right? is. Sure it is. And yeah, that, I think that's part of it. That's always that's part the of the dilemma. That's the period, though. Yeah, right? that's yeah. always a dilemma because you had Spike who, you wanted to jump in? Yeah, no, yeah. but wasn't it like the NWA meeting when they got together with NWA and was like, yo, we got to push forward this nigga, 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 nigga. And that was like the demise of the native tongue and that whole era when they was talking about, you know, knowledge itself and stuff like that. But even... Even before that, because folks like to blame N.W.A. on the whole gangster rap tip, right? But before that, you had Colors, the movie that, that predated N.W.A. And Colors itself, for many of us who was on the East Coast, and I think we talked about this in the past episode, it introduced us to the whole gang culture. Because in the East Coast, that shit wasn't flying. Yeah. Motherfucker come talking about some, and we had little gangs. In, 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 yeah, little, little street yeah, organizations. You had, you, had, you had gangs in New York. Like, like the d in Brooklyn. Yeah, and, Jelly yeah. Stompers. You yeah. had all that kind of shit. But LKs it wasn't like, all that. But it it wasn't wasn't like it taking a whole... Yeah, it wasn't like it... It wasn't taking over the whole city. Everybody right. wasn't joining that shit to be like... Right. Full cool streets and shit or down like that. and all that kind right. of stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. But I was going to... I was going to... Before I was going to jump in real quick and, and say the, about the Spike movie. Because you know Spike is basically a marketer, right? Spike will market anything. In fact, I, I used to say... Like, because they're around at the same time period, the way, the way Madonna marketed sex, Spike marketed race, right? And Spike, you know, in, in those times in Brooklyn, he had the store in Fort Greene where he would sell anything he could from, from his movies in that, in that store. X-Jackets. Everything was for sale. Right. So you knew when Spike did his thing that in some ways it wasn't, it wasn't like the, 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 you know, the, the top of the mountain. It was exactly, it was like something coming down to the valley. You knew that that was, that was going to be the end of something. Because when we talk about that movie, I think as has been pointed out before, there's nothing about Malcolm's international politics. There's hardly a mention about sort of his radical critiques of capitalism. It's basically this militant versus uh, these other militants. And then the government is watching behind and they're, they're doing some stuff. But you get no sort of full range of who Malcolm was and what he was struggling with and against in that movie. And it just became this kind of... Uh, and, and then I always thought that the story was even that well told, to be honest, um, in terms of my, uh, in terms of Spike's movie making. So right, but keep keep in mind the thing about Spike, for the masses who didn't have political education, it was it was a blessing. So you talk about even like with with with, with Bill Cosby with the whole uh, Hillman College and all that. You know what I mean? Ushering in the whole. HBCUs and all that type of stuff. If you don't know anything and you're just searching for blackness, we got to keep in mind the context of the era as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about an era where when you looked into an encyclopedia or you went to the library or whatever, Malcolm might have had a paragraph. The Black Panther Party might have had a paragraph. 
Now, Spike Lee, indeed, what he did is he took the information that he got, that he garnered, and used that shit and turned it into a capitalist venture. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to folks like Denzel, I would say, I would argue that indeed it was, uh, it was a watered, watered down version of who we know as El Haj Malik Shabazz, but we cannot deny the fact that, like the ear doctor said, there are folks who their first introduction to Malcolm was through Denzel's version or Spike Lee's version of El Haj Malik Shabazz. So the thing is, although that we, we're, we, we understand the politics, we understand the role of the state, we understand why they would even fund a, a Spike Lee, so on and so forth. To the masses, this is, this is the uh, uh, this, this, this is Bible. This, this is revelation to them. I'm gonna let Jared jump in first. I, I got a response to that, but I want Jared to jump in because he might say what I want to say anyway. Okay, well, he'll speak for you. Well, he might. Light skin to light skin. I don't know. I mean, Alan you know, I, I, Alan to the extent I understand where you're headed, I mean, I don't agree that the, first of all, one of the points that was raised on that panel uh, that I mentioned, first of all, the beauty of it, one of the things I remember beautifully was that Dr. Clark and Daruba disagreed with each other. Hmm. Uh, on whether Malcolm was headed to, towards or away from Elijah Muhammad at the point where, where, where he first was, was exiled or, or kicked out of the group. So I, I, and I only bring that up to say that it was beautiful to be able to hear these, these, these legends, these giants disagree with each other, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, and to do it with a level of respect. But, but um, I don't agree generally with the idea that the presentation of Spike's movie helped you know, spread Malcolm's, con you know, the, uh, an awareness of Malcolm uh, that, that led to some sort of uh, increased consciousness around Malcolm and his politics. In fact, I think as they pointed out on that panel, the the goal with the film, and I think it worked, was to to diminish the almost natural rise of Malcolm's importance that was being pushed through uh, uh, and at the time more autonomous and sovereign hip hop uh, and popular culture, or, or I shouldn't say popular culture, but culture driven from the bottom up by black and brown people who were reclaiming Malcolm on their own. The Spike movie was Warner Brothers' attempt to suppress that natural rising of consciousness among, uh, among the people of, of Malcolm to say, well, if you're going to like Malcolm, well, we'll give you the version of Malcolm that we want you to have, which is why it takes 90 minutes into the film before you see him transition from uh, Detroit Red into the Malcolm that, that became the threat. The last thing I'll say very quickly is you get more of the accurate Malcolm politically in, the, in terms of commercial films in Will Smith's Ali than you do in Spike's Malcolm X, because there you see the, the internationalism, the Pan-Africanism of Malcolm in, in Will Smith's film that you don't see at all in several hours of a Spike Lee film. There's almost no discussion of uh, his internationalism, his radicalism, or his threat to the state. So, Point, yeah. point of clarity. Anyway, I'll just see him. Point of clarity. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't. Bob it, lose your order and shit? I was going next. What the fuck oh, you get point of clarity, no, I, man? No, I, I, I just want to clarify this real quick and I'm done. I don't, I'm not saying that the, the rise of politics came from that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying the introduction because awareness, of the fact that you, awareness. awareness of the fact yeah. that he exists. That's all I'm saying. I don't agree with the film at all on, on the, I agree with you as far as like the attempt to, to uh, water down and, and smother out the, the, the flames of Malcolm itself. I'm not saying from a political perspective. I'm saying that there, I don't think that there is a debate when it comes to the fact that more people became aware that Malcolm existed and not only existed, but there are people, I would argue, 
that actually decided, like, you know what? Oh, I like what I saw. Let me look into Malcolm Moore. Right. Just yeah. like what you I said. I don't agree with that. Okay, well, you have the ear but doctor here. That. Well, well, that, that's just like the comic book nerds that knew about Black Panther and Luke Cage before then, but didn't know about them until the movie came out. So then that got them to start reading comic books. Yeah, but so the idea, though, is, is not so much that people, it's, the notoriety doesn't even matter as much as much as whether or not the, the movie or the instrument that's being used is flattening the politics so that you look at them as these, these, uh, uh, these either larger-than-life characters or these fictional characters, just like the movies that are coming out now. It's not like people in droves are running out to be Black Panthers just because they saw a movie about Black Panther. Like, we had this one incident where um, uh, uh, we were doing this protest in front of the, this house, which was being sold for this astronomical price. And then this woman who was selling the price, a black woman, she was a real estate agent, and she came out and she was like, you know what? I like Fred Hampton. I, I agree with Fred Hampton's politics. It's like, you don't know shit about Fred Hampton. You know what I mean? Right. Just because you see a movie <laughs> right. about something. What's like, just because yeah, you yeah, see yeah. a movie about something, it doesn't mean that you've now uh, taken on the real politics of that. What you see now is the character that Hollywood has presented to you as to what that person was like or should be like or was modeled, but it doesn't mean that you've introduced yourself into the world of radical organizing. And I think the problem becomes is when mainstream Hollywood or entertainment or these corporations take on these images of blackness, they constantly and, and always, not just constantly, always, choose to take the radical spirit out of them because it's only through that that they can allow you to have our heroes, right? It's the thing that Lenin talked about. Right. The dead hero will be castrated. The dead radical revolutionary will be castrated by mainstream in order to give it back to you in a way which is acceptable for you to take and for you to, to, to say like, oh, I got these pictures up, but it doesn't mean you change the situation and the culture of your community and stuff like that. Gentlemen, so, I, I agree with you. Well, you can't, my, you can't, you can't let me have the last words. I no, 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 go, no, 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 because, because, well, I gotta, because I, of what? Because, because what? I got to clarify this shit. We got to clarify. My point is this right here. As an organizer, as a freedom fighter, okay, I agree with every last thing you're saying, but we cannot deny there are people that, that froze. You froze? You froze now. There are people that come along that learn Yui said that people learn through uh, inspiration and uh, uh, observation and uh, uh, inspiration and observation. Uh, no, I'm messing it up. Perspiration? Aspiration. Aspiration? <laughs> Aspiration. Hold up. Anyway. Clinical psychology? I'm messing it up. My point is this right here. As an organizer, it is our task. It is our duty. If a motherfucker is telling a story and they're not telling it correctly, it is our duty to come along and say, look, I know you like the movie, but this is what the deal is. There are people that come through to rallies and protests because of the fact that they might think that, you know what, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I don't like what they did to George Floyd. You know what I'm saying? And then you as an organizer say, look, this ain't about George Floyd. This is about white supremacy. It's about domination. It's about capitalism. It's order today. It's not about an individual. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that Hollywood's not going to play its role and do its part. I'm not bigging up the movie. I'm just saying if a motherfucker is presenting something, it is your job to go politicize the masses. Mm -hmm. If we win one person over, that's one revolutionary that we didn't have before. Well, we're talking about, hold on. No, no, no. We we talk, no, 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 no. I, First, no, I would let the guest get the last word no, 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 before no, we but go. What I'm, what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying 
as an organizer, as a revolutionary, as a freedom fighter. It is your job to politicize the masses. It is not Spike Lee's job. It is not Warner Brothers' job. Right. Fuck them. That's irrelevant. The fact that it is a piece of propaganda that's being used by the state, that is our, Malcolm is our hero. Yeah, but Malcolm, the state, oh, okay, it, but you, you said you, not you now hero. you're just filibustering. No, 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 it's, no, it's somebody else's turn. Let somebody no, else no, talk. No, no. Let me finish. Malcolm is not their fucking hero. How yeah. are you going to let somebody else tell your story and sit back and talk about they didn't tell it right? That's well, crazy. no, the idea is, is that the, the very fact that they're telling the story, they're going to tell it wrong. So, so what? It's that, your job I'm to tell sorry, it you, right? It's my turn now, right? Right, thought, but that, it's your job to tell it right. No, no, no. The, the thing is not to give their it's story any credit whatsoever. To don't uh, that's not act like they're not they're helping us by making the I'm movie. I'm not giving them that. I'm you not are saying that You're saying they're politicizing more that. people. I'm not. Jared, we're gonna let you one second. Jared, we're gonna let you end no, no, the I'm debate. I'm not gonna let you get away with that. No, nobody I'm gonna not, let you get away I'm with never, nothing. I'm never. Jared, I'm can, never we saying, out, can we let our guests get the last word? Let our guests get the last word. Hey, listen, I'm never saying that it that they're doing anything anything to politicize anybody. You just did say that. No, I did not say that. No, I didn't. I'm saying. I'm saying. Understand what I'm saying. You're not gonna tell me what I said. I'm saying to, to the people that if, 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 if the state, if their propaganda machine is falsely defining our, our narrative, if they're falsely defining who we are, it is our job to step in and say, no, this is bullshit. And since you're watching this shit, this is the real, this is the reality of it. It's not the Hollywood version. Nobody it's not disagrees about, with that part. And I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not you saying. Are giving, you gave the film credit for something. I did we not definitely, give him credit. We definitely credit. disagree no, on no, that. No, no. Anyway, Jared, you got the last word on this. Go ahead. <laughs> Look, I, I, it's a complicated thing, but I would, my, my point is, is that, that the, 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 the rise of Malcolm with, within our community's consciousness was happening already. The film did not help it. It helped suppress it. So, so Kalanji, for every one person that you might think the film or films like it helped bring over to the revolution, it is also suppressing hundreds and thousands of others whose only understanding of Malcolm is coming through a Warner Brothers defined version. So they think of Malcolm as the version that we see in the film, which is the version that doesn't tell us almost anything about the Malcolm that ended, uh, uh, that, that, that was, was assassinated by the state. So I'm just saying that the film is here to make our job that already exists pre, uh, pre and after the film uh, to organize our community. It's here to make our job harder. That's all I'm trying to say. But it's still our job. We, we're revolutionaries. I, we and, never and, lost and we, the job yet. Right, but we have but to But on that note, job. because we're going way over, we can, we can fight part two next yeah. week. It's Gary, all good. We want to we thank you for coming on, Renegade Culture, as always. Um, great discussion, great show. We didn't get to some of the stuff on on the hip hop, um, uh, but we're gonna come back and talk about that on another show. Uh, so thank you, Jazz, so much. Renegade Culture, we'll be right back. Thank you for coming on. Fuck the film. Walk this way. Talk this way. What's happening, Renegade Coach in the building? Let's give me a, 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 okay. A, 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 a little Aerosmith on there. You I'm running. This is Aerosmith. He in the building. Nah, I'm DMC. I'm DMC. DMC was always the better rapper. B. Oh, was he? Oh, uh, he wasn't he? You violate, man. Violate. You can't. DMC better than Run? Come on, man. I don't know about that, my G. Well, we got a hip hop guest on, so we're going to ask him that question. We're going to ask him that seconds. question. You know what I'm saying? We got on the one and the only. Jaws of life. Fuck y'all know about that. 
Yeah, 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 yo, yo. We got a little bio for the Jaws of Life, the yeah, minister. Man. Yo, yo, Jaws of Life paints masterpieces with his words as he weaves tales of experience and everyday occurrences. His lyrical diversity embodies his character, Jaws, as he provides positive information and inspiration for spiritually challenged background. His mission is simple, yet profound to be a powerful, legendary entertainer who uses talents in hip-hop and speaks life to those in need. Jaws of Life! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was good! He must, he must really like you because he be fucking up everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, that's my man's man. I told you, he wrote it. That's what it is. It might be the serious payola this week because last week, shout out to the last three artists server had on here. His cousin, like, his nephew, his niece. Yeah, and his son. And his I son. believe in nepotism. Like when you start rapping, today. But anyway. So, Run DMC. Yeah. Who's the favorite, Run or, or DMC? I will have to roll with DMC, man. Thank you very much. Oh, cool. Just, 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 not gonna hate just on you. Just because I'm a little biased, you know. I had a chance to meet him or whatever, and um, that was an excellent experience. Was this okay. uh, doing the, the throat thing or? No, it was kind of like right in between. Like it was as he was going through it. Mm -hmm. Quick story about that. Um, one day I was DJ Hurricane. Shout out to Hurricane. Was my acting manager. Hurricane. Hurricane. And um, he called me, man, and and. Went to the studio and walked in and saw him sitting on the couch, you know, in the, in the A room. I was like, wow, you know, that's DMC. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of just blew me back. And, um, you know, we in Atlanta, we don't get starstruck like that, man. We see people all the time, but that's DMC. It's like seeing yeah, LeBron. It's a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old love program. Right, right, right. So actually, he pulled up a beat, said, you got, a, you got something, you know, for the rhyme. I was like, I can get something, you know, sat down, rolled a little bit, jumped in the booth, spit it. And the song never came out because of the boy situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, that whole weekend, man, I was, I, I think I was the first Uber driver. Cause mm -hmm. the, like DMC didn't have a way around town. Wow. Oh, you got to drive him around? Oh, oh yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I, no, I didn't have to, but I volunteered to. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's DMC, so I'm riding down 20, man. I'm looking like, that's DMC. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend's sick, you know what I'm saying? So I took him to Ben Holland. Wherever he wanted to go, man. It was just like on me that weekend, so it was, it was cool. So how long you been in the rap game, son? Uh, my first show was at MJQ, October 31st, Halloween, 1999. Shout out to MJQ. Yeah. MJQ. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So I've been doing it a minute. I actually um, started rhyming back in college and um, went to Alcorn State down in Longman, Mississippi. Oh, yeah. They had nothing to do with play baseball and write rhymes. So word, that's, word. What, uh, that's how I started. Yeah, that, that's real dope, man. We've been yeah. hearing your... Uh, your movement, for lack of better words, yeah. for, for, for years, Word. you know what I'm saying? We appreciate the fact that you're one of the authentic, homegrown ATL artists, you know what appreciate I mean? It, yeah. and, and when you talk about folks like DMC, mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing because of the fact that uh, a lot of folks don't pay homage to, I mean, when you talk about Run DMC for us, yeah. Right. If you're talking about a holy trinity of hip hop, they right. definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one of those, yeah. they changed the era. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We were talking about Run DMC before we stepped on the game today. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we were saying that, that when Run DMC came out, we thought there would never be another hip hop group as dope as Run DMC. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because yeah. it changed the whole thing. Yeah. But with you, mm -hmm. um, you've been rolling since 99. Yeah. That, Pro that, professionally. Professionally. Yeah. I mean, that, that mm -hmm. right there is, that, that's, that's heavy duty. Because we're talking about right now at this particular point, what, mm -hmm. 22 years in the game? Yeah. Of that nature? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. How has that been, you know what I'm saying, been in Atlanta? Oh, man, it's been, it's been a great experience, man, just because, you know, um, to see, to be able to see and come through that evolution of the South. True, you know, um, 
Dungeon family, shout out to my, my, my brother, man. Uh, second generation Dungeonese. So I'm, you know, I'm was able to see those guys like, you know, come up and then everybody started coming up, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? As far as the Southern artists. So um, it's been great, man. First album won Hip Hop Artist of the Year in 2001 here. Oh, nice. Nice. Right, bro. Yeah. Um, then I was signed to Budweiser, went on the Budweiser tour, True Music Live tour. I uh, shot my verse, my first video. Actually, shot my first video in Trinidad, Bangkok, Trinidad, uh, wow. with okay. no budget. Okay. You know, no, no, <laughs> nothing. They just had some people that invested in me, sent me over there, said, "Man, they need to hear you." You wow. know, so it's just been a, it's been an independent experience, man. That I can't, you know, I can't um throw away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's in me. You said um, something very important because of the fact that outside of Atlanta. I don't think a lot of people know about mm -hmm. second generation dungeon fam. Mm -hmm. You talk about second generation dungeon fam. Right. You talk about folks like a Drifter Bell. Mm -hmm. You talk about mm -hmm. Man Visions, folks like that mm -hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, dungeon needs. That dungeon needs. Yeah. Then you got, you know, you, you second generation Killer Mike, uh, King exactly. Malachi. Uh, yeah. Um, well, Slim Calhoun. Word. You know what I'm saying? Word. So it's just a big tree. Yeah. It's just a big tree, man. Yeah. And it's just different branches, but everybody got the same spirit. So you so got an album. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was gonna yeah. say you got an album coming out called mm -hmm. The Swarm, or is it it's actually it's out now? Everywhere right. now. Well, yeah. Tell us Swarm's about the album. EP. A bit. Yeah. Um, it's just a you know, I, I'm Jaws of Life, but I actually broke that this one down to Jaws because a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm like Minister Server read out on the, the bio. You know, I do a lot of soul touching, them conscious MC, whatever. Mm -hmm. But this one, you also sometimes you got to step back and let them know you got the bars too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the shark, that's where the whole jaws, yeah, you know, yeah, jaws yeah. come in, man. So yeah, this one I, it's called a swarm. It's just like yo, I'm still here, I'm still coming. Cool, cool, you know cool. What I mean? cool. All yeah. right, so we got we be supporting the show. We got a bold question. What's that? Indeed, I mean it's bold right here, yeah. man. What's this is see, this, this is the second generation bold. Second generation, <laughs> very important. Very we, we had a whole nother bold for those who that watch Renegade Culture. Mm -hmm. Initially, right. we had my man, uh, the Ed Doc. Shout out to the Ed Doc, our producer. Mm -hmm. um, he had yeah. <laughs> he, he had his grandmother candy dish for years, and then all of a sudden, he yeah. dropped the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to go to Harlem. To yeah, Harlem, the, not not Harlem. My oh, bad. My bad. He the was in Chinatown. My bad. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he came back with this wonton soup bowl and shit, which looked like a goddamn. That looked like one of the one outside Bangkok. You know, it might have been and shit. Well, he might have been Bangkok. He might have been. That's another discussion. <laughs> he looked like he was Bangkok. That's a whole podcast. Banging cops. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this in this bowl, man, we have like probably about how many questions? Yeah, four hundred. Why don't you find out and give him this question in the booth? Oh, nigga, uh, hate God damn. Oh, yeah. Rah, 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 like right a dungeon now. dragon. Anyway, <laughs> we got about a thousand questions. You reach inside, right. you right. find one of these motherfuckers, you got to yeah. read in Braille. All right. <laughs> all right. What album can you play all the way to the end with no fast forward? Oh, Ooh. man. Just one? Just Ooh. one? Ah, what? Sounds serious. <clears throat> Well, you, you say Alexander O'Neill. Let me think. What? Uh, my, mine, <laughs> mine is the purple tape, the Cuban links, only built for Cuban links. Yeah. Right I'm going to go with Jay-Z, the blueprint. Oh, mm. uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's that, that, was, that, was a, that was a solid album Ilmatic. all the way through. Illmatic? Yeah. Man, say Illmatic? Yeah. What okay. you want to say? Okay, me, I'm going to say Street Songs, Rick James. Ooh, oh, wow. okay. Okay. Give it to me. Go there real quick. <laughs> now, I, I mean, one of, one of the most important songs on that joint is... Mr. Police man, I seen you in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You was up to no good. 
You know what I mean? He saw him out yeah, shooting yeah, down yeah. the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the most political songs that Rick James had. Maybe wow. the only one mainstream. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rick James is a wild dope. motherfucker. Oh, you know yeah. Shout yeah. out to Paul Mooney, speaking of Rick James, Dave yeah, Chappelle. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? R.I.P. to Paul Mooney. That's, that's Rick James, yeah, bitch. Man. Rick James, bitch. So we're going to come back. My man George Life is going to break it down for us Word. on Renegade Culture. We want to thank y'all for coming out. Renegade. Yeah. yeah. Renegade Culture. Thanks yeah. for having life. Jaws up. Let's get into it. Let's get Swarms it. out now. Uh, left a comment that he missed me on the sofa beats. So I grab my beats and soul, shout out to the streets. I'm cool with these thugs and the essential workers. All family matters and that is word to Urkel. Royalty is purple, old life yellow. Jaws got his groove back, I'm a male stellar. Flicking cigarettes and walking from the blaze fire. Preacher told me you dope, but he preaching to the choir. I'm still hungry, give me the beer for last supper. Foundation red clay, I should have been a splash brother. Sweet George's peach, preachers trying to help a brother. I got some tricks up his sleeve, I ain't told another. Uh, cover her with cover and then prep lover. Stain the game saucy, love what she wear, tougher. Old school, hubba bubba chewer, hell with newer. Started to spit like y'all, but nah, we need Fewer, dirty but worthy, beautiful things fall in sewer. I got a friend that's a Jew, he can't get no Jewer. Summertime, color tan, wintertime, Kahlua. That's a little brighter, writer verse on God's approval. Not a gambling man, not really into scratch-offs. 2020 slick rig with the patch-off. I love bankrolls, screen door, latch-off. The opposite of Kawhi Leonard when the DJ spin it. Not a shy guy, not a sale in him. I own up to my mistakes while most of y'all rent them. I get tired of speaking life, I'm about to cuss again. I pray and check up on B Russ, I'm a real friend. 1998, grab pen, I begin. Kamachi records flop, we took one to the chin. I could've quit, but I'm a hashtag Hopper Boys. Went straight back to studio and killed some more noise. Yeah, and that turned out to be my first breath. Classic album, I'ma say so, my lamb self. Uh, yeah. Y'all can get your hands up, give me some energy. Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, the hook go like this. Don't let this clean version fool you, boy. I'm dirty, dirty. Ain't never been no follower. I'm too assertive, assertive. You played out like it cursive. I printed, still here. No neighbors on my land. I should watch it, still dear. <laughs> ain't no apologizing. Ain't no way I'm sorry. Told them to call me Big Squid. I ain't your little calamari. The mind is futuristic, hard, still Atari. Combination of greatness. I'm kind of big and pocky. Over 40 now, I just want to be relatable. So down to earth that my casket's biodegradable. If I can reach one youth with truth, baby, I am one. You got a pecan with them, you cannot go for con. I started this for fun, it's brought champ many blessings. I homeschool rappers and let them go after testing. Of course I feed them first, sit down and serve the verse. I'm Crawford Longborn, that nullifies Atlanta's curse. Decay to save your play, I heard of Jaws of Life. He'll shut your club down, come back and rock an open mic. Determined is Satan with the passion of Christ. I'm on the road now, you bought and shot a lot of dice. Hey, I introduced Jasmine to the sticky rice. Remember that line I said, I'm Christian Dolphin Nice, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is Paloma off the swarm. I'm here with Renegade Culture, Jaws of Life with the Z. Uh, get him up. Don't let this clean version fool you, boy. I'm dirty, dirty. Ain't never been no follower. I'm too assertive, assertive. You played out like it cursive. I printed still here. No neighbors on my land. I should watch it still deal. Yeah. Appreciate y'all for having me, man. Feel good. Hey, 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 hey. The swarm out now. The swarm. I'm coming for y'all. 
with bars, baby. Bars, baby. That's all we do around here. Shout out, man. Appreciate y'all. Love. <laughs>